This is Jennifer Walsh's Things Know Things. A couple of weeks ago, I did a performance in Berlin. I had a late flight the morning after the show, and so I jumped at the chance to visit the Natural History Museum there. All natural history museums are festivals of the uncanny. That's why I like them. But Berlin's Museum für Naturkunde takes it to a whole new level. For starters, they have a stunning range of taxidermy displays. Full-size zebras and lions peer at you from glass display cases. Pandas lazing on tree branches, pairs of parrots fleeting and grooming, a leopard caught in mid-air leaping to catch a bird. But that's only the beginning. Alfred Keller's huge models of insects are precision wonders. Houseflies, weevils, Colorado beetles scaled up hundreds of times so that they're up to a metre in size. Yes, a beetle the size of a golden retriever. The models make the bizarre details of insect anatomy visible at our scale. The tiny hairs which line a fly's legs, the multiple globes which comprise the Brazilian tree hopper's head. Out of respect for our arachnophobic friends, I will not dwell on the huge model of a spider. Then there's the ominously named Wet Collection, housed in a huge space positioned next to Keller's models. The Wet Collection is not only a feat of collection, but a feat of staging. Picture floor-to-ceiling shelves lined with thousands of jars containing specimens suspended in liquid. Fish, squid, globs of matter looming out from cloudy fluids, row after row. It feels like being on a film set, though more horror than night at the museum. Walking through the wet collection, I was overwhelmed by the physical reality of the collections at the museum, at the space the artefacts take up. Struck by the fact that what I could see represented only a tiny percentage of the museum's holdings and that nevertheless it was enough to overwhelm me. In another part of the building I had watched the museum's digitization project in action. Tray after tray after tray of specimens winding their way through a complex architecture of cameras to be scanned from all angles Millions of specimens waiting to be logged and filed for all eternity. So, so much stuff. As I drifted towards the exit, I sat down in the Hall of Dinosaurs to reflect for a few moments. Tristan Otto, one of the world's most important T-Rex specimens, loomed over me. It was a weekday morning and the space was busy with visiting school groups. A knot of teenagers sat nearby, filling in worksheets their teachers had given them. The teenagers paid no attention to the dinosaurs or the display. They were all using ChatGPT to fill in the worksheets, balancing their phones on their knees as they copied the information. It struck me that a natural history museum is a supercomputer, housing a massive data set about life and our planet. But no matter how overwhelming the uncanniness or the scale of the collections of even the largest museum, 
they are piteously, piteously small compared to the data sets that ChatGPT and similar AI systems are working with. Sitting, looking up at the T-Rex, I wondered how it would feel to walk through a museum as large as the data sets ChatGPT trains on, to have a sense of the physical scale of that data. And if, inside it, there'd be another nest of teenagers, their backs turned to it all, using their phones to fill in a different worksheet. Jennifer Walsh there, sizing it all up. And you can find previous episodes of Things Know Things on the Culture File podcast feed. And that's also where you'll find the latest Culture File debate in which our panel have a go at fathoming sleep in all its political pomp and social power. That's the Culture File debate sleep special wherever you get your podcasts.